the Joel Natale Show, our final hour of the week. And the Christmas music is playing. And we are glad to welcome, via Zoom, the tool and die guy, Phil Kerner for Fridays with Phil. Phil, we had the eerie Phil harmonic, and now we have Fridays with Phil. And so we're trying to figure out what more alliteration that we could bring to the table here. Uh, what am I? What am I doing wrong? Oh, I ha- I had the wrong pot on. I'm sorry, Phil. You there, buddy? Am I back? No, you are back. It that was an Italian uh, faux pas. I, I Phil pa. I, I thought you were trying to send me a, some uh, <laughs> a, some kind of a message. A subliminal. It's like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, you had that just... list of words that you were so- talking about a couple of days ago that are, that are that don't roll off your tongue so well. Yeah, that's one. That's one for me. <laughs> 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 so it's uh, well. So it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. How was your uh, How was your holiday? How How was your Thanksgiving? Well, it was um, good. You know, uh, uh, I decided. I think I mentioned this last time that uh, you know, with the kids, the wives, the girlfriends, and everything. Now, I take them on Wednesday night, right? And let them then let them all fight it out with in laws and everything on Thursday. So I ended up having a very quiet and nice uh, Thanksgiving dinner with my mother-in-law who decided she wanted to cook a turkey this year. Nice. And so I'm the carver. All right. So uh, there's three of us, but uh, my wife's family, I, this was a big experience for me and being an eerie guy, you know, you tend to come home at five 30 and it's time to eat. And uh, dinners with my wife's family are, are events. Uh, I think we <laughs> we got there at two. I thought we'd eat somewhere around three. I think we finally ate at five, and we left there at seven thirty. And um, and that's the way it always goes. Whether you go to a, out to a restaurant or whatever, uh, our dinners with the, the family are usually minimum three hours, but usually three to five hours. Wow, that's the whole thing. Yep, but uh, it's, it makes it special. So I've learned to. Uh, Learned to uh, be much more patient with my eating habits, <laughs> and learned learned uh, uh, that uh, uh, it's okay to eat after uh, five thirty. Oh, right. absolutely! Yeah, I mean, we uh-huh. ate at, we ate after six, uh, which yeah. was uh, was late for us for for Thanksgiving, but it worked out, and we had a good time. Well, these days uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, uh, we usually don't sit down to dinner till about nine. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple of those. Usually for us, it's 730 because that's when I get home. That That's usually the earliest that I could be home is 715, 730. And, uh, I, you know, I shock my wife if I'm walking through the door at seven o'clock. Again, right. I'm, I'm, I'm live until six. And so that's that's right. the deal and i've got stuff to do afterwards but you are the new you are the hardest working man in show business now. yeah right yeah <laughs> taking over that mantle i just wanted to, you know you gotta do something with the hair though you got a big mantle to uh <laughs> <laughs> the hardest working man in show. yeah i don't i don't have his hair do i um <laughs> no i mean I, I we were talking right before you got on the air and i don't know if you want to weigh in on this about families really have some big decisions to make uh, I, you know thanksgiving is one level and maybe this is just me, but Christmas is is like in a existential bigger level for families to make a decision during the pandemic. Well, you know, um, I remember when my kids were little, uh, we used to have this giant uh, Christmas Eve thing at my mother's house. And um, 
my father had passed away, and my stepfather's wife had passed away. So he had five kids. My mother had four. Oh nine of spouses, kids. There'd be like 60 people. Oh, my house. word. So I finally told my mother uh, it was getting too much. It was it was getting too much. I, I, I said I would rather um, have a, a private um, uh, Christmas Eve with my family and then stop by on Christmas Day. Sure. Well, I, I might as well t told her I wanted to change my last name. All right. <laughs> you stuck a knife in my heart and twisted it. <laughs> she ripped. I think she ripped her collar and spit three times. Right. It was something like that. <laughs> But anyways, uh, I'm listening again, as I always do, um, you know, we, we usually just do an open house here mm -hmm. on Christmas. And an open house is nice because, again, with the kids having obligations, now my kids are all older, they've got several different places to hit. So, you know, we throw on a ham and, and a, a couple of things and it just stays warm all day and we, we go from two to five. So we usually don't end up with a full house like Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Okay, the traffic's yeah. a little steady. Um, I will say for the first time during this whole eight months, um, I'm finding myself even a, a little bit alarmed at this. Now, I've never said this is a hoax or anything, right? I've been trying to maintain an even strain, uh, stay out of the panic mode. But these numbers are kind of astounding, right? And, and then, uh, you know, we've got the National Guard going out to a local nursing home. Uh, I'm seeing the headline, I think, this morning's paper. It was, I can't remember what it was, but. It was alarming. And then um, you know, for the first time this week, uh, Monday, when I came back after Thanksgiving, uh, they were uh, checking temperatures uh, upon entry. Oh, order. wow. And that is due to an uh, order by the governor. Uh, I mm -hmm. saw the email. And I don't know who, what all businesses got that, uh, but um, we did. And uh, so each employee gets uh, the temperature checked at the door on the way in. Now, I don't know if they're... Are the employees at Walmart, or I don't know why. I don't think we were singled out. But have you heard anything about that? I I would imagine it's a it's a flashback to when they required businesses to come up with a pandemic plan, and uh, it might even be linked to certain levels of spread. And so, but also last week on Monday when he you know dropped the bomb about the we're shutting down the bars at five o'clock or shutting down alcohol at five o'clock on on Wednesday there were definite some business mitigation things that they wanted to do they were basically saying that if if you have the capacity to work at home you have to work at home now a lot of people don't have that capacity but uh um, that certainly ha has impacted a lot of different folks. So I, I could totally see where, you know, where, hey, they have to step up a notch in their pandemic plan just because of the sheer amount of spread. And like we were reporting earlier, and we'll, and we'll go over the numbers again, but uh, uh, we, we are doing worse in Erie County than the whole state is on an on a infection rate and uh, and uh, incidence rate, and so oh, there's more so, COVID per 100,000 than in, uh, than anywhere else in the state. And I heard a lot of that conversation earlier on in your show. Um, it's interesting. Today was a very unusual day for me. Um, I got I took off early today to make sure I was dressed like this, and we'll talk about that maybe after Kel Thomas. Why I am uh, <laughs> okay. I would like to tell you I dressed like this for you guys, but I, I did. I dressed like this for you. I was okay, so excited. Thank you. Um, anyways, um, uh, so I didn't hear as much of the program as I usually do because I'm usually at work till 4.30. So uh, I was listening to you guys talk about the, the numbers and uh, 
Um, I'm, and how we're all of a sudden the hot spot in the state again, right? Yeah, which is crazy. What what changed? I heard Shaney mention that uh, everybody seems to be trying so hard. I heard that caller call in and said, you know, everybody he sees at the gas station. And I mean, I if I'm outside pumping my gas, I'm not wearing my mask. When I go into pay or whatever, I put my mask on. Um, I'm starting to wonder, and I boy, I hate to even say this, but my two culprits in my head could, you know, in Erie, um, you're talking about the gatherings. I just don't know if that many people are gathering um, as, this much, right? Because you said we won't even know the Thanksgiving data for a little bit. Yeah, know? a couple more weeks maybe, or at least another week. So where, where, where is this happening? Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm concerned about two areas. Uh, the gyms are open, aren't they? What do you guys know about this, Shane, Paul and Shaney? I'm, I'm pretty sure that I don't know. Gyms are think, open. There's no moratorium on a gym. And and the other one, and mm. I I feel so bad for these guys, but I don't know how they're working it out in the bowling alleys. Right. You know? Oh, and the bowling alley. I drive by one of the bowling alleys pretty much every day, and it's busy. Yeah. Now, At least judging by the number of cars out in the parking lot, that you know doesn't seem like the bowling alley is shut down <laughs> much at all. And I, I used to be an avid bowler. I mean, when I was a kid, that was my job in high school, right? That was from 12 till 18. I worked at the former Lakewood Lanes, which became Presque Isle Lanes, and that was my job. And so I have, I love the bowling business. I love to bowl. I haven't bowled competitively for many years because I just think the season's too long. It's like 38 weeks. But, uh, um, uh, you know, you got these guys all gathered around. And I know some of them, it's usually five on a team. So you got 10 guys all in, a, in an area. And you've got a ball rack with all these bowling balls on it. And they're all touching each other. You've got some sweat going on. Uh, you know, people are talking. I know the rule is usually you wear your mask when you come in, check in, put your shoes on. When you go to your area, though, now some of them are trying to split that up. If you were supposed to bowl at five, a 630 league, which would be normal, with two teams, one team comes in and bowls from uh, 6 to 730, and the other team you were supposed to bowl comes in at 730 and bowls till 9, and then they match the scores up. Interesting. All right? Right. Which is, as a, as a purist, you would hate that because you're not using the same conditions. The, the, whoever starts late gets a different condition than the first one. It makes okay, sense. Just, yeah, the oiling and all that, right? Yeah, right. But um, that being said, and I'm not picking on those guys, but um, there is that, you know, those two areas I, I, I would say would seem odd to me that uh, uh, they would, I, that, that that wouldn't be a, a little bit of a hot spot. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah, one thing right yeah, now we're possible. right now our issues are in the long term care facilities again like like you mentioned the national guard uh you know there there's spread happening um you know there there but there but it is it's these small gatherings is it it's these small uh you know you know I could trust you cuz I've known you since I was a kid well that doesn't mean that they didn't pick up you know COVID or what they're misinterpreting as a sniffle is COVID. And, and I was just telling telling the guys earlier, I'm like, you know, I wake up needing to blow my nose every morning. It's because I have allergies to indoor spaces, right? I mean, right. I have a dust allergy. And so I'm going to like have to clear my throat or cough or, or, or blow my nose. It, I know this happens every year. 
and I don't have a fever. I don't have any aches, and I and I could still smell things, and I could still taste things. So I'm pretty sure that I don't have COVID. And I actually had a recent antibody test, and I know I don't have COVID. At least the people know. I know that had COVID in their 30s, they feel the same way you do all the time. They just couldn't taste anything. Right, and so, they had the one thing that's like, boy, that is the trigger, right? right. Or you get nauseous, or I don't have any of that stuff. I just so have that seasonal wanted, allergy. They felt like they had seasonal allergies. Wow. It's no worse than that, and Amazing. they had it. So that's a good point. Now back to the safe mitigation, though. Right. That gathering I had that night before Thanksgiving, I told everybody that walked in, "I'm not touching you. I'm seeing my mother-in-law tomorrow." Okay, mm-hmm. and that's just the way it was that night. I have to protect her, right? Yeah. Um, so we're getting through this over here pretty good so far by just being smart. And luckily, my house is kind of big enough to spread people around. But um, uh, I'm not saying that's perfect. But I'm I'm not paranoid at all. But I'm, you know, like I said, uh, we had our I believe was our first confirmed case at, at my place of work this week. Okay. Well, that right. well, if that's the case, that's exactly why you're getting um, temperature checks in. Upon the trigger of one case, that's all it that takes. Okay. It, it, okay, so I didn't realize that was going on. Yeah, that's part of the pandemic plan from from months ago. That okay. when everybody wanted needed to they needed to sign in and post a poster of who the pandemic coordinator was and blah 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 blah. You know that's that's where all that came from. Hey, uh, I got to take a break. It's five twenty, and before I take a break, I'm going to open up the phones one more time for a chance to w- instantly win a ten dollar gas card to Quickville if you can answer correctly. Our trivia question, I'm going to take caller number two right now at 814-679-1080. Dial that number real quick here, 814-679-1080. Caller number two, if you can answer my trivia question, you could be an instant winner of $10 and be in the hopper for our grand prize, one of two that we're giving away, of a custom Carhartt uh, Talk Erie winter jacket and a $50 gas card. Again, it's a prize well over $200 in value. You give us a call 814 679 1080 814 679 1080 814 679 1080. Taking caller number two right now here on Talk Ear. Your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of sight Vehicle accidents are stressful enough. You don't need someone showing up at the scene trying to pressure you into letting them tow away your vehicle, often falsely claiming they were dispatched by the police or an insurance company. Be wary of any unsolicited tow truck that arrives on the scene of an accident. In fact, in some places, it's illegal. Motorists should not feel pressured to agree to a tow. Call your roadside assistance provider or insurance company for towing company suggestions or consult with police on the scene. Always get the price and terms in writing along with the location of the tow yard before letting a tow truck driver hook up your vehicle and take it away. If you suspect fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. That's 1-800-TEL-NICB. 
NICB or visit our website www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Elite all control freaks. That would include me. Maybe we need a healthy dose of the fruit of the spirit. Here's Haley DeMarco. In the area of controlling others, we are faced with this need for self-control and that we have to say no. The Holy Spirit in me is in control here, not self. So self has to be pushed aside. We'll take a look at self-control and other fruit of the spirit on the next Family Life this week. Sunday morning at 8 on 103.3, 105.9, and 1530 TalkEerie.com. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. <laughs> That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, the heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. 800-264-3168. That's 800-264-3168. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. A mystery assassin takes out Iran's leading nuclear scientist. Did Israelis do it? Did only Iranians do it? A lot of Iranians hate the regime. God bless them. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 6, noon and 6 on 103.3, 105.9 and 1530 talkerie.com. Hey, Angelo, congratulations. You're the correct caller. Are you ready to play the Christmas trivia contest for a chance to win and be an instant winner? I am. All right, Ange, I think you're going to be able to do this, but uh, I'm, you, all you have to do is just answer this one multiple-choice question. Let me get through all the answers before you answer, um, and okay. uh, here we go. All right. Uh, this is going to lean in on your Rudolph uh, knowledge. Who helped Rudolph? Okay. Who helped Rudolph after he left the North Pole? Was it A, Charlie Brown, B, the Heat Miser, uh. C, Hermie the Elf and Yukon Cornelius, or D, Buddy the Elf? Well, you know, Hermie uh, was actually a dentist, but I'm going to say it was Hermie and Yukon Cornelius. Ah, uh, is that your final answer? That is my final answer. <laughs> well, of course, you're correct. Congratulations, Angela. <laughs> you're now an instant winner of a $10 quick fill gas card, and that's not all. You're the drawing for a custom TalkEerie.com winner Carhartt jacket and a $50 quick fill gas card. That would be a sweet, sweet deal, right? Yeah, it would. Excellent. All right. So, <laughs> Angelo, who just made you a winner? 
Hawk Erie. Oh, we love Angelo. So Angelo is our winner of the of the latest or latest instant winner here for the Car- Carhartt jacket. And so, yeah, um, of course he knows his Rudolph. Well, you know, uh, I, I won last year. I called in before I was. Did you, you really? Know, Yes, involved with the show, so I'm not calling this year because I don't want to look like I have inside information. Well, yeah, yeah, that would not that would not <laughs> so, be prudent at this juncture. So, so <laughs> I called and I won and I got my gas card and I never used it. I framed it. <laughs> you framed it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a major award, Joel. It's a major award. <laughs> That's a major award. It's a major award. You know, the queen never saw a Christmas story until last that, year. That's hilarious. She sat there. Really? Yes. Wow. And she sat there with her mouth open for almost two hours saying, this is the most screwed up movie I've ever seen. It really is, though. I mean, that's kind of the, the charm of it all, but it is... It is goofy for, for I love, definitely. I love Scott sure. Farkas. Scott Farkas is the best character ever. <laughs> I double dog dare ya. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Isn't that yeah, him, right? Teeth. Yeah, yellow teeth. <laughs> yeah, the bully. The bully. The headed bully. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, my gosh. You know, the, the, so back to our Christmas thing. Um, <laughs> the queen wants to put together some uh, trivia for the, the Christmas party. So well, I could totally hook you up, Phil. Well, you know what? She's doing pretty good. Is she? So, yes. I get into bed last night, and she says, you're good at trivia. What do you think of this? And she starts rattling off these questions. I couldn't get into them right. <laughs> One was, and I'm embarrassed, you guys, because you guys are, mis- you know, you guys do this all the time, so maybe I'm you know, uh, underestimating you. Who? What was the little girl's name in The Grinch? Uh, 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 Cindy who? Cindy who? Cindy Lou. Cindy Lou who? Cindy yeah. Lou who? Cindy right. Lou Who, very good. Yes. Well, I had, to, I had to Google that before I even got on the program today. So I'm a little lax about my, my trivia. Now, um, what was the I name know, of the dog for the Grinch? Is she there, was asking me all these questions last night. I don't know anything. Shane, what's the dog's name? <laughs> it wasn't. I don't know. I, is this like spot? It's like something simple like Spot or if they yeah, have probably. a name for the dog. I thought there was. You know, um, I did want to say, though, um, Christmas music. One of the things that I discovered years ago, because like you guys, uh, I don't do the production level. You guys do every day. But I'm always looking for some music to put behind some some things I do, right? And I finally figured this out, this music. And and it's going to sound very obvious now. But when you listen to that, the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yeah. the, The piano music. Do you guys know who plays that? Well, it's uh, Vince, um, Vince Geraldi. Geraldi, yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's great jazz, story. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great story about Vince Geraldi. Yeah, we, we don't have time to go into it right this second, but uh, hold on to that thought because I love the Charlie Brown uh, soundtrack. We're going to talk more about that after news and Lou Dobbs and Cal Thomas right here on Talk Here. Jingle bells ringing, snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle of
539. It's our final half hour of the week here on Talk Erie and the Joel Natale program. 814-679-1080. 814-679-1080 is our number for open lines. We have Friday with Phil, Phil Kerner, the tool and die guy. And Phil, um, you know, uh, in these, you know, these manufacturing plants, I mean, they're like, this time of year, they're like Santa's workshop. I mean, there's, I would imagine this is kind of a busy time for manufacturing, isn't it? You know, it depends what your field is. Uh, it's all cyclical. You know, uh, it, 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 we don't do any toy work, right? So uh, uh, we do so much of what we do is related to transportation, heavy transportation. That um, it, it, I wish I could say it was even related to like snowblowers or things like that, where you might you know ramp up for parts for that. Uh, you know, they've done an excellent job. We've got a lot of uh, new c clients right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're actually building some uh, emergency stop buttons for the New York City subway system right now. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. So, yeah, it is cool. But uh, a lot of new stuff in, but as far, you know, we're... Well, isn't I'm, it on like a, a four to six months out? So, like, wouldn't you be working on stuff for spring and summer right now? You know, again, at a place like uh, Lord's that produces their own product line, uh, it's different. They forecast out. Yeah. You know, a lot of people call us because they know we can handle something that they forgot, that screwed up, <laughs> that they misdesigned oh and realized now. You know, so we, I think, do very well because we're very nimble. All right. And so uh, are we talking about turning stuff around in under two weeks or three weeks or is it more I mean, month or two on, months? Depending on the customer, we'll turn it around overnight. Like I mean, crafting something and turning it around, it a custom piece. Simple, yeah. It might be something very simple, but uh, yeah, we will interrupt a, a, a job to get a, a good, good client if they all of a sudden realize hey, our assembly line is going to be down tomorrow morning. We need these overnighted. We'll stop everything at noon and, and get those. If they, they obviously they have to be, yeah, they have so, to be, uh, you know, tight uh, with you guys. Uh, wow, for a big, yeah, but yeah, that, but that's I think one of our claims to fame at, at, at where we were. It's why they've been in business for so long. They have really done a good job of jumping through hoops. Now, can that add a bit of a, a stress level to the whole operation? <laughs> you bet. But you know, it kind of sounds fun though. It kind like I mean, there's there's an element there of saying, okay, guys, you have we have this shot. Let let's mm -hmm. let's let's win one for the Gipper kind of thing, and and you know, let's let let's do this. That is an excellent point. Um, what people just need to remember is that what we're doing, you know, we're not carving pumpkins over there, all right? <laughs> right. We're producing precision parts. And sometimes pr producing precision components in a hurry, you know, there's a reason there's that saying, haste makes waste, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. And um, that, quite frankly, um, that's my job over there. I handle a lot of that stuff myself. That's the stuff that, uh, in panic mode, a lot of that stuff comes my way, which I'm very proud of. That's I always kid people when I'm teaching online. It's one of the reasons I still have a job. I'm very fast at what I do. All right, I don't run a lot of production. I they usually give me a lot of the emergency stuff. Wow, so, but, and that's a great that, reputation to have. You know, Shani and I were in church work, and a lot of church work is her uh, wait and then hurry up. Right, you get, you find out what the deal is that you have to create at the end of the of the pr production cycle, if you will. Mm -hmm. the, and so the deliver the deliverables come at the end 
right? Once once the, all the creative vetting has happened, and then you got to come up with the deliverable. And again, uh, Sunday morning is Sunday morning, you know, and uh, it's it's just like the show. The show is at three o'clock every day, whether Absolutely. we have nothing. Or if we have a boatload of stuff to talk about. Now, depending on where you go to church these days, I've seen some phenomenal productions at local yeah. churches just for Sunday, what I would call service or service, what I used to call mass. Right. Right. <laughs> that, that production was pretty predictable. Catholic church. Back then it was. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty predictable. Hey, back to, uh, if I may. Yeah. Vince Giraldi. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. Great story about him, unless you already stopped me if you've heard this before, is the old line. But back in like 1964, uh, Charles Schultz was going to produce his first Peanuts or Charlie Brown Christmas for uh, ABC. And the producer of that show found himself in San Francisco trying to find somebody to write the music for it. They had no score. Well, he got stuck on the Golden Gate Bridge, as the story goes. He was in a cab, and all of a sudden, this Music started playing on the on the radio. Hmm. And he said, who is that? He said, that's a local guy. His name is Vince Garaldi. Hmm. Well, he figured out how to get a hold of Vince Garaldi. The name of the song was Cast Your Fate to the Wind, of all things. All right? That was his, kind of his first commercial, one of his few commercial hits. And they found Vince Garaldi. And they said, could you score this, this thing? And they, he said, I absolutely can. How long do I have? And they said, three weeks. <laughs> well, he went on to score, I think, 25 of those specials for him. And... That is some of the most, when you think about it, listened to music in the world. At least it was yeah. up until several years ago, right? I mean, everybody knows that music. Well, the the, ep the epilogue of that story is at the end, Vince Garaldi, you know, as far as I can tell, he never got married, never had kids. Uh, he was like 46 years old. He played a set at a jazz club in uh, or a, a, at a hotel in San Francisco one night. Went up to his room to have dinner, finished off his dinner, stood up, fell over. Dead right there. Oh my! That was oh, wow. it. That was it. So I've tried for years to maybe license his music for my stuff. I can't even get a hold. There's he has a website. I don't know if some fans put it up. Mm. You can buy some stuff, but it's not licensed to you know. Like if you put it behind a YouTube video, YouTube will flag it immediately. Sure, you know? of course, yeah. But it's very hard to. Uh, uh, I don't know who's in charge of his music because he died so young with no family. I don't know who got it all. Uh, it's interesting, but as a uh, side note, uh, up in Cleveland, if anybody ever wants to have a nice night away, besides his great restaurants in Erie, but up in Cleveland, there's a wonderful little restaurant called John Johnny's Downtown. Have you ever heard of it? No. Mm -mm. It's right down in the warehouse district, and, and we stay at the, the Renaissance, and you can walk to Johnny's. It's two blocks away. And uh, inside Johnny's, there's a piano player every night, uh, Monday through Saturday. His name's Mike Patrone. And Mike is Cleveland's piano man. He's been playing at Johnny's for 23 years. All right. Well, we, of course, we go there for anniversary or birthday every year, one or the other. And we got to be friends with Mike because you can stand around the piano and he, he'll play anything you want and you can sing. It's a, a big steakhouse. It's a great place. Well, anyways, I, before I went up one night, I said, are you familiar with Vince Guaraldi? He said, yes, I am. I said, I like that song, Cast Your Fate to the Wind. And now when we walk in, as soon as we're seated, he plays Cast Your Face in the Wind for us. So we have our own theme song. Included. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I think I think you just kind of uh, programmed my next getaway uh, with my wife, you know, Cleveland oh, and the Renaissance yeah, it, and Johnny's. Yeah. It, Johnny's is wonderful. Food's good. It's old school. 
But you walk it's in. It's a steakhouse, right? One of those old school steakhouses? You walk in, Joel, and there's about a 30 foot hallway with the black and white tile. Oh, my gosh. And off to your right is the bar area, which is beautiful. That's where the piano is. Off to your left is a real beautiful dining room with the high back uh, booths. And yeah, all the waitresses wear ties. And it's a kind of a classy joint, as they would mm-hmm. The classy yeah, joint, yeah. Really, yeah, so that's a nice getaway. There, there, uh, was, there was a place in Nashville that was very similar to this. Uh, I, I'm thinking of two, actually. Uh, Jimmy Kelly's was an Irish steakhouse. Okay, so uh, again... Very, very, you know, dark wood, you know, bar and 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 booths and and I don't I don't think that place I think that place got torn down at some point. Jimmy Kelly's. We actually did a TV uh, TV things at Jimmy Kelly's, and then the other one, which was more of like a country theme, uh, and I think that got torn down too, was the Stockyard, the famous Nashville Stockyard. And again, you just get these incredible stakes and and so on. But yeah, you, what you're telling me is like that urban Jimmy Kelly's. Irish, you know, steakhouse in Nashville. Yeah. And, and I'm not even sure, like, here in Erie, you know, I, I think all that kind of vibe has is gone. Like, I don't... We had one. We, we had, had one? one? We had it one. Was the Paper Moon. The, the Paper Moon was that good. Wow. You remember, you remember the Paper Moon? I do not. No. I remember it, but... Where I was it? I've never been there. 14th and State, yep. Kitty Corner to the uh, Comedy Club. Oh, okay. And you'd really? walk in there, and white tablecloths, okay, with a candle on each one. The bartenders and the servers all wore ties, uniforms, and they had music seven nights a week there. I remember one night. Was this night was this in the nineties or something? Yeah. No, they were still around in the early two thousands. Two thousands? Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, I never yeah. went there. That's interesting. One night, it was it was January night. It was three feet of snow on the ground and. We were just bored. I said, let's go, let's go out. And we went down to the Paper Moon. We were the only two people there, and there was somebody playing the piano. Wow. He always had, they always had somebody there playing. And that was a nice spot. I would and I we don't have it anymore. Yeah. We used to go to we used to go to Johnny B's in Northeast and they always had a piano player every night. You know, it was the same guy and you could request. He could play anything, no music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was great. And he actually passed away. And now, if you go to Johnny B's, the piano's still there with his framed obituary on the piano. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean there well, there's a there's a classicness to that kind of a vibe. I mean, uh, you know, with with the with the leather and the dark wood and the really good uh, service, you know, that professional service and those and and that food, right? Because you're in downtown Cleveland. And but we usually have reservations for around seven, usually on Friday nights. Everybody's dressed well mm-hmm. because everybody's coming out of their office buildings. You run into a lot of financial planners. I mean, it's it's a nice, well heeled crowd. It's a it's a great crowd. So it's a it, 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 you know listening to Dennis Prager as I do. Uh, he's got that great monologue on why we dress nice, right? If we dress nice for everybody when we go out, because if we all dress nice, we all look good for everybody, and everybody looks good, right? So. Uh, that's 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 a whole thing. It's a really nice spot, you know. All right. All right. So while we have some time still, why yes. did you dress up today? All right. So I wish I could say it was a happy story, but it's a poignant story to say the least. Um, we have a very close um, uh, family friend. Let's just leave it at that. And uh, this guy, he had. Um, uh, I just saw him in August at a family get together, and he was great. 
happy as can be. Well, apparently I did not know this. Uh, he had lymphoma, I guess, about five years ago. Mm -hmm. All right. And I guess you can't cure that, but you can treat it. So it was gone for five years. So after this particular get together, he, um, we found out in early September that it had come back. So he started chemo in September. And then I heard somewhere by the first part of October that he um, was having problems breathing. So they took him to the hospital and one of his lungs was filling up. So they kept him in for a few days to check out that. Well, in between all that, he contracted COVID. Oh, gee. All right. So that went on for a few weeks and that's it. You're not seeing anybody. You're done. FaceTime your phone. That's it. You're not going to see anybody. So that went on for a few weeks. And then um, last week he got uh, pneumonia. And uh, they called his house on a Saturday night and said, we need to put him on a ventilator. And he's refusing. And he didn't want to be put on a ventilator. Well, the family talked him into it. And two hours later, they got a phone call saying he had passed away. Wow. So, uh, not to be a downer, but um, my point was, this is why I'm dressed like this immediately following here. I'm on my way to the funeral home, which, again, presents its own issues. Right. right? Absolutely. Uh, this fellow, I believe, is fairly popular. And I don't know if a thousand people are going to show up or a lot of people won't come because of this, you know, what's going on. I don't know. And uh, But my whole point I wanted to make is, you know... What are we going to do about these people dying alone? This is just breaking my heart. Not just yeah. I've been saying this for eight months, and now it finally hit home to me because I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to have my mother or father or a loved one in the hospital, child, mm -hmm. and not being able to go see them, especially when you know they might not make it through the night. What What is the solution to this? This is heartbreaking. This is, this is the worst thing ever of all of this stuff, it's, if you ask me. It's the worst thing. And it's almost an unanswerable question, an unanswerable thing, is that uh, you know they're they're frankly they're they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. I mean they can't they can't figure that part out because as soon as they open up the doors, it is it is uh, existential threat to the rest of the population in the hospital. Is there a way they could maybe wheel that person down to a room that's the red code red room? So Maybe. five family members could line up and at least immediate family could say their goodbyes or something. You would think I, that that would be a humane way I mean, to I, do I, it. I, I think it's a priority. I, I, you know, and I, and I hate to say this, but I have a theory. I believe when you're in the hospital for more than a day, your care is going to be affected by who your biggest advocate is. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Why, who are you? Why are you putting that into this person? What is that for? Yeah. This guy's in there for a month and a half when, and, or at least the last month. Who knows what was going on? Yeah. Who, I don't know. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about the hospitals. I know. But, you know, as we all know, uh, some people, doctors aren't gods. They make mistakes, too. That's why they have malpractice insurance. Okay. That's it. And, and, but to, to not have to, an advocate there for your mom or dad or your son or daughter, this just seems like an unintended consequence that I, the, some good minds need to address this and figure out a way around it. Cause this is going on too long. Yeah. We all thought it was sad when it went on for 30 days or two months. This is going on eight months of this. And, and I mean, it's just a sad experiment. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obviously, in, in, you know, what I have to do tonight and tomorrow is it's know, just, not to be a downer here, but it's just the tough. whole thing, you know, it is what it is, especially this time of year. Right. Yeah. Gee whiz.
I, th- I think somebody wants to weigh in on this. Uh, caller, you, uh, we've got like a, a less than a minute, but go ahead and share. Well, this isn't what I, the subject wasn't what, I, what you guys are talking about right now. I was calling in about the, you were talking about Christmas stuff about a half hour ago. Yes, sir. Okay, the Grinch's dog's name is Matt. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm not sure if Paul and Shaney are pronouncing it correctly, but it was known as the Scut Farkas Affair. The Scut Farkas Affair, okay. Scut, not Scott Farkas, okay, yep, yep. S-C-U-T. S-C-U-T, Scut Farkas, okay, perfect. But I did have a friend that... He could not go see his father, mm. and and he uh, passed in, in the hospital. And it this it's just it, it's not a good situation. Period. And, and I again, I I gotta know that we have the the smartest brains in our community at these healthcare centers, and we've got to figure this out. And, and yeah. I I think actually Phil has a great point of like. Hey, if this is if this is a hospice situation, maybe there needs to be a hospice area where people can really go ahead and say their goodbyes. I appreciate it. Have yeah. a gr- have a great weekend, sir. Take yeah, care of yourself. You All righty. No, I mean uh, la- last word there, Phil I mean, and and Paul and Shady. Honestly, that and again, I don't know. I mean, they're they're really worried about even having enough nurses to take care of the ones that are going to get better. That's 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 where we're at right now. And I agree with that 100%. I mean, that's why I was very careful about how I brought this up tonight. Yeah. But I felt like um, it needs to be said. Yeah. Um, it does need to be addressed. There's got to be a solution here. There's got to be a solution. All righty. Shaney, we're, we're down to our last 30 seconds. Go ahead and get us up to date on what uh, we have coming up on Monday because we're going to kind of focus in on again the least of these uh at christmas time here sure we'll be talking to kurt craze he is with erie united methodist alliance and um also then at 4 30 we'll talk to karen hunt from gcac and she'll be talking about the giving tree so we are basically focusing on homelessness people in need poverty at christmas time and uh how you can help Alrighty. Thanks so much to Phil Kerner, Paul and Shaney Bills, also to Lisa Herring from the Phil. Folks, have an amazing weekend. So glad you've chosen Talk Erie to be a part of your day every day. We'll see you on Monday. God bless and have a good one.